Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Got to sit home, watch some football, and I found that Tom Brady is right. There's a lot of bad ball out there, man. <laughs> Just a lot of, and all of it, most of it, large percentage of it is in the NFC. I mean, these teams. You tell me who's good anymore. I'll tell you who's not. Well, let's start with let's start with the NFC South because all of a sudden, um, and maybe not all of a sudden, but surely it is now. This NFC South race, even though the Bucks have a bye week, and so they're sitting here at 5-5, five and five, still in first place, but only by a half a game now because the Falcons beat the Chicago Bears 27-24 in a game where the Bears helped a whole lot. The Falcons aren't going to go away. I'm convinced that they will, you know, because they're in the NFC South, they will continue to sort of, you know, beat up each other, and, and these teams will hover around 500. But you made a good point, Steve, um, before we came on the podcast, that if the Falcons win next Sunday and the Bucks lose at Cleveland, the Falcons are in first place in the NFC South. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have not had their bye week yet. That's going to come, I think, week 14, so it's like mid-December. They have a really late bye week. Yeah. So they've played the extra game. They're now 5-6, and six, just a half game below 500, which is also a half game behind the Bucks, who are 500. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you know the Bucks, granted, they're going to Cleveland like to think there's a good chance, although who knows what the weather will be like. I haven't looked that far ahead yet. Maybe you have. Uh, there's been some crazy weather in the Midwest and Northeast. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, this this division is not over, and, and we know, I mean, the Bucks are not playing the best of football this year. No. No, and, I mean, presumably, you know, with the week off, they get some guys back, they get they get some bodies healed up, but I don't know what work, you know, the coaches have done. The players have been off. I saw where Tom Brady was in New York with uh, with his kids, and so that's good for him. But I don't, you know, I remember a year ago, it was the bye week when they had sort of the summit, if you will, or two, I guess it was two years ago when they won the Super Bowl, um, actually, that they had the little summit in, um, with Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, and they wound up never winning or losing another game. This year, I don't know what they've done in the bye week. But I do know this. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, that that game turned when uh, Cordero Patterson returned a kickoff about 600 yards. I don't know what it was. It was 100 and, 100 and something yards, 104 yards or something like that. Um, he had had a fumble, and so he atoned for that. I didn't realize this. That's his ninth mm-hmm. kickoff return for a touchdown? The most all-time. It's crazy. How, I, when I did would, this happen? I would have thought Devin Hester would have been the most all-time. Yeah, now, me too. And, and Devin Hester had 20 returns for touchdowns in his career mm-hmm. a lot of them were punt returns mm-hmm. he had a field goal return okay you know standing in the end zone the field goal short yeah he's field goal that. short and he's returned mm-hmm. some kickoffs but he did not return nine kickoffs nine because i would have thought devin hester was the leader by far and turns right. out it's Cordell patterson now unbelievable and and he had a good game uh he can do it all i mean he's a good receiver he's a good uh, running back, they can put him in the backfield. They can do a lot of things with him. 
this game, the Bears sort of gave a little bit to to Atlanta, I thought, but Atlanta stayed in it, chipped away. Late interception, the Bears had a chance to go down and uh, win the game with a field goal, but then uh, a late interception kind of kind of doomed that inside of two minutes. I'm, you know, I'm convinced, and I also watched the Saints sort of muddle their way uh, to another win, and they're a couple games back at this point, but, you know, still very much alive. They beat what is just a hapless Rams team. You think about the victory that the Bucks had before they went to Germany, right? They beat the Rams sort of on that last um, two-minute drive, and actually Brady had to go down there twice and got him in the end zone there at the end of the game. They lose 27-20 to 20, uh, to the Saints. Andy Dalton's still the quarterback. They're muddling around, but not out of it totally. They're at 4-7. They're at and seven. Uh, The Bucks will play them on a Monday night football game in a few weeks. So this thing is going to get interesting, man, because, you know, you've got you got to go to Cleveland where it could be cold. There's going to be some weather. they got to go um, to San Francisco as well. Um, they got the Saints on Monday night in between that, I think. So there's there's a lot that, that's still, you know, so much season left. There's a lot of season left. And, and, you know, this is the time where, you know, the Bucks on their bye week, maybe they figured some stuff out or maybe they've, you know, this is the time coaches self-scout. And, right. you know, you kind of figure out what you're doing that teams are either figured out or what you're doing that's too obvious or you just got time to evaluate yourself and figure out what you're going to do differently. And as you mentioned two years ago, that's when Bruce and Tom were supposed to play golf, couldn't. Right. But they got together anyway and Byron and, and changed the offense up and they started a lot more motion and more play action and more what Tom Brady knows and likes in the NFL. And then yeah. they, they took that and ran all the way to the Super Bowl and won it. Your hope is, is with the struggles this year, that one, the bye week helps some guys get healthy. But two, that you can figure out some more creative ways to run your offense and in, in, in ways to stop the other team, too, defensively. I mean, the defense has been good this year. They've just given up opportunities at the wrong times. Late scores, yeah. Mm-hmm. They haven't finished some games. They've given up some late scores, and they did that even in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, helped a little bit by the offense and that interception that you know Leonard Fournette threw trying to hit Tom Brady, so that was kind of ridiculous play. But you know they played better the last couple of weeks, and certainly Devin White has done that uh, and some others. But yeah, it's they're not. You couldn't really say. I mean, we're looking at five quarters of good football that they've had in the last two months, right? Um, after the wins at Dallas and New Orleans, um, you know, they struggled mightily. And then they had the, you know, the last quarter, the last couple drives of the Rams game. And the Rams are very, not a good football team to say the very least. And then, you know, they played a complete game in Germany. The defense may, maybe not so much because of the, the two fourth quarter scores, but you know, for the most part, that's it. That's what you're hanging your hat on for the second half of this season is at five and five. They've got a little bit of momentum with a two-game winning streak, but I'm here to tell you they just they still haven't really figured it out. They haven't played great football, so you know. And and, and this is what I mean. Who's good in the NFC? You know who's good? No one. Absolutely no one. I mean, did you see the Dallas Cowboys go into Minnesota against the Vikings team that was what eight and one? I think going into the game. And they hung a 40-burger on them. I could make a case Dallas is the best team in the NFC. 
You could, sure. I mean, let's not forget they played a lot of that season, a lot of the season so far without Cooper or they, you know, without Dak. Right. Ezekiel Elliott's been in and out of the lineup. I mean, Tony Pollard's fantastic. But when you when Zeke is back full time, you're going to have two of those guys in the backfield. Right. Micah Parsons is an, a beast on defense. Well, yeah. I mean, he had two more sacks. He, I don't know why he was in a game at you know 34 to whatever it was, the three, and um, kind of banged up his knee a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, Pollard's playing great. And then how about this? Odell Beckham Jr. reportedly has sort of narrowed down, at least he's going to take a couple of visits. One, he doesn't really need to visit because it's his former New York Giants team. But, okay, after Thanksgiving, I guess he's going to. Yeah, but different coaches, different organization. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Sure. Uh, by the way, they suffered a, a really bad loss as well on Sunday. And then, you know, the other one is Dallas. I mean, how how much, you know, could he put them over the top with an off receiver? I, I think that would – look, if you're Odell Beckham Jr. And, and reports are the Giants and Dallas are maybe the two first choices for him, you're going to go play with – Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott? Not a question. I mean, I know that the Dallas and, and the Giants records are either the same or, you know, close. I think they're both seven and three. But which team would you go play for? Well, and to your point, the New York Giants just lost to the Detroit Lions, who have now won three in a row. And that game wasn't really that close, um, despite whatever the score wound up being. Daniel Jones wasn't that good. And so, yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm going to go to Big D, man. And it's not just about this year, but, you know, the next few years. I mean, he could get. And listen, Jerry Jones is all but publicly campaigning for the guy. Every time he talks, it's, you know, I really believe that the Dell finally here, best place for him. And they could use another receiver. They really could. Uh, which would just put that offense over the top, I think, with Dak as he continues to play more and play better especially the way they're running the ball right now. And that defense, Micah Parsons, you mentioned, they had five or six sacks, I think, uh, in the game on Sunday. So they looked impressive. Um, you know, so, listen, the, the NFC is wide open. And, and I could make an argument that, you know, because it's such so wide open that Tom Brady will find his way, right, back to the playoffs in the NFC South, which is not a good division, despite, you know, Atlanta being sort of back in it. Um, and once they get there, who are you afraid of? You afraid of going to Minnesota if they win the NFC North and playing up there after they just you just watched Dallas hang forty on them? Are you afraid of the Giants coming here? Um, you know, I mean, none of those teams. You've beaten Dallas once. Now, so standings so, the standings are now. It might you might be hosting Dallas. That's true. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the Eagles are still the, leading. That, that might division. be the best team playing right now. Mm-hmm. Even though they lost to what? They lost to Green Bay a week ago, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's it's wide open, and yet the Bucks are, you, you know, you can't really say, well, you know, Tampa Bay is as good as anybody else because they're 5-5. They're five and five. They are what their record says they are. Yeah, actually, and technically the Giants are the, the, the top wild card at this point. They're the number one wild card? Yeah, they're okay. Tied, they're tied with Dallas, but they have the tiebreaker. Well, there's no one in the NFC – that if they came here, because if, if the Bucks were to win the division, because they're not going to make it as a wild card, I don't think. If the Bucks won the division and were hosting a game, there's no one in the NFC that was a wild card that you would think they couldn't beat. I don't care who it is. And then 
you know, after that, you go on the road, right? You're going to Seattle. Are you going to Minnesota? I mean, you know, which teams, certainly if Dallas were to win the division, that might be tougher. But, you know, which teams do you think you can't win at? I mean, I, San Francisco, you know, they're involved. They're, they're, they're part of it, and they're going to see them in a few weeks, which is probably the one game, I think, of the remaining games they may not be favored in unless the Bengals are favored ahead of them at home. There's still some there's games like that, too, that the Bucks have to play uh, from the AFC, some tough AFC teams. So their schedule doesn't get easier, but I think they will be favored in probably, I don't know, six of their remaining seven games, maybe five of the remaining seven, depending on what, what you think about the Bengals. But They're playing better. It, a little bit, They yeah. might get Jamar Chase back next next week. That would be huge, right. Without Jamar, it's tough. But they are playing better. Um, that'll be a con- that'll be a competitive game to say the very least. I just don't know what to expect when they come off the bye week with the Bucks. I, I listen. I think in in some ways, you know, having a late bye is a good thing, um, because you don't have as many games to go before it's over, and, you, and you're getting some rest at a, at a really important time. But by the same token, they were playing well, right? They just played their most complete game, mm-hmm. and so you can't carry over that momentum because. You know, it stops for a week. Now, the Bucks are going to practice today. It's kind of a bonus practice. And we'll be out there, and it's only going to be for probably an hour, hour and a half or so. We won't have a chance to talk to Todd Bowles. We're going to talk to uh, Casey Rogers, one of their co-defensive coordinators. A couple players off the field, that sort of thing. But then they'll take Tuesday off, as they normally do. And then it's Thanksgiving week. They're still going to practice their normal days. They might move up Thursday's practice a little earlier. Uh, and then of course Friday is, is normal. And then they, they head out to, uh, to Cleveland on Saturday. And I think, you know, it's going to be cold. I haven't checked the weather. I don't think we're going to get snow necessarily, but, um, you know, that you got to restart, you know, you, you've got to try to carry over from what happened two weeks ago in Germany and hope you can come up with a similar game plan and similar success running the ball. Cleveland can run the ball very well. They have a good defense. That can show up. They're tougher at home, obviously, but they've they've not played well this year. You know, I mean, they're sitting here at what three and seven, so it's not a great football team. I, uh, I just looked Bills it up. Uh, forty five was the high on Sunday. Forty five. That's that's balmy for that that mm-hmm. part of the country. It looks like some uh, rain on Friday, Saturday, but Sunday looks pretty good. Yeah. No, that's they're fortunate because it can be nasty. It can be. Snowy, cold, 20s, you know, it can be a lot of stuff uh, after Thanksgiving. So from that standpoint, you know, you know who's sneaky good? And, and, and the Bucks, for whatever reason, don't match up with this team, never have. The Washington Commanders. They are now 6-5. and five. Taylor Heineke. Every team Taylor in the Heineke's done really well. Phenomenal. I mean, Carson Wentz stunk it up for him, but He did. He did. And, and credit Ron Rivera and those guys are saying, you know what, we're going to play the guy that wins. Mm-hmm. And that's Taylor Heineke, and that team's responded to him. And he, we've seen in the two games that the Bucks have played against him, he's given them absolute fits. If the Niners you know, lose tonight on Monday Night Football, the Commanders would be the seventh seed in the playoffs. There you go. And that's, you know, as I always say, well, that's another team you want to see in the playoffs. But the dude's a flat-out baller, man, you know. And, and Terry McLaurin, and, and, you know, they got some weapons there. Their defense is solid. Ron Rivera is always going to have a, a, a solid defense. And and, and they get they're, Ch- they're Chase all... Young should be back this week for them too. He's Chase been out for Young's a while. coming back. Yeah, yeah. So how much better will that make them? 
I just I think you got to look at the teams and and you know Brady has said this many times. It's about who's playing their best football after season really kind of begins. Everybody else before that sort of positioning themselves a little bit, and then somebody's going to make a run. And the Bucks did it in twenty twenty when they won the Super Bowl. The Rams did it last year. Um, they'll see teams turn a corner. Now they made some additions that helped them, and they could again. And not the Rams, I mean, but but certainly Dallas could, or some other team that gets Odell, like the Rams got him a year ago. Um, obviously, the Von Miller trade, I think, is what put them over the top. Well, you saw the, the Eagles make moves Eagles. this week to get defensive tackles, right? When they signed a Dominican Sue and that, so let me, saw yeah. that, yeah. And then Went Odell Beckham's going to sign somewhere, and mm-hmm. yep, it'll be some free agents now. Suit, I mean, I know some people are like, well, "What in the book?" They made that decision in the off season, and let's you know, to, to the Bucks' credit, I mean, it's not like I don't know if teams were beating down the door to get Indomitian Sue or whether he just had a price. He didn't sign for a ton of money, as it turns out, but there's not much left in the season. Um, but Philadelphia was having trouble stopping the run. You know, they got run all over um, by Washington, and you know, so they bring in Indomitian, and we know he can do that. And if he keeps himself in pretty good shape. So, you know, the Bucks made that decision when they got Akeem Hicks. And when Akeem Hicks is, is healthy, when he's on the field, he's he's a factor. He's You know, they've won their last two, mm-hmm. not coincidentally, because he's played. And in, in both instances, they did a really good job against the run and made those teams one-dimensional. So, And who looked better uh, when he was in there? He did. No, I mean, who, no Vita Vea, better, Vita Vea yes. looked better because Akeem yes. Hicks was there. Absolutely. Absolutely, because you can only double-team one of those guys. Somebody's going to win, and Vita has sort of taken off since since Akeem came back. And, you know, Joe Tryon showed some life. I mean, he had a sack. He had a, a, a pretty good game in Germany. Uh, we haven't heard anything from Anthony Nelson at this point, you know, trying to, to replace Shaq Barrett, which we still don't talk much about, but that was an enormous loss for them, you know, whether it's him or uh, – uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can't really replace a Shaq Barrett. I mean, he's still an elite guy that teams have to pay attention to. So, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting NFL. And what's what's fun to do is sit home. Uh, as I was, I don't know if you done done this yet. See, I mean, Thanksgiving's Thursday, right? And I'm kind of a Christmas guy. I don't be traveling, so we got our tree out. We got all that stuff. It's a big day when you do all that, man. It's exhausting, and I'm going up and down the stairs, but I'm watching football, and um, you know, just kind of realizing that you you watch these teams and you think, you know, are the Bucks really going to struggle against some of these teams? Like when they put it together, and they should at this point they should be starting to put it together. Whether it's the offensive line, um, you know, if Julio Jones, there's a lot of its and buts, right? But like you think about, okay, Odell's not probably going to come to Tampa. What if Julio Jones starts to get healthy and, and contribute the way he did in Germany? You know, what what if he's that guy running free, you know, as a third receiver to the end zone, doing those crossing routes, and Tom Brady starts hitting him on, on with some regularity? I mean, if they start to have some of their free agents that they were banking on, uh, you know, get healthy and come back and start contributing, then it could be a different story. You know, what what if Rashad White, it turns out, is their running back one and, and becomes a guy that starts churning out hundred yard games, game after game after game, you know, like those kind of, those are the kind of things that just change the entire trajectory of, of, uh, of the season. And for that matter, 
you know, their defense is, is getting healthier with Hicks, we mentioned, with Sean Murphy bunting, with Antoine Winfield Jr. back. Um, you know, with Devin White playing the last two games, certainly the last one at an unworldly level, and he has grown up before our eyes because one that long ago he's taken so much heat for the Ravens and the loafs and, you know, getting dominated. Um, and with all he's gone through with his, uh, his father uh, dying during his incarceration um, after complaining of back pain in Louisiana and being transported to the hospital and, and, you know, they get the call before Devin gets on the plane to go to Germany. I mean, he's gone through a lot as a young player, but he's responded to all this adversity in the best way he can, and that's playing his best football. So there's hope, man. There's like, if I'm, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm thinking, I didn't see anything Sunday that with Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, whether it's White or Fournette, if that offensive line moves people the way they did That's in the Germany, That's um, the key. if that defense shuts down the run the way they did against the Seahawks, if that pass rush gets after the quarterback, I mean, all those things you saw, the Bucks can you know they can play that way, if they if they do play that way and the turnovers start to come, then there's no one they couldn't beat. Not with Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady usually has his way of figuring things out. And I just think that, you know, that was the takeaway for me was watching these games was, man, the NFC is wide open, still wide open, because you can't name a team. You want to say the Eagles? Okay, I'll give you their record, right? But they lost to the Commanders um, a week ago. And quite frankly, they weren't very dominant on Sunday. You know, they just kind of, they, they find ways to win. And that's, that's what, you, that's the goal, obviously. But it's not like I'm over, I mean, they, they took this Philadelphia team a year ago and, you know, ran all over them. And, and without any of their top running backs, they did it with Keyshawn Vaughn. They did it with Giovanni Bernard, you know. The Colts almost won their second straight game under Jeff Saturday. They lost 17-16. to 16. It was not impressive by the Eagles at all. And for, for being 9-1, that might be the softest 9-1 team since, what was it, a few years ago the Steelers started out 10-0 and and everybody knew that Ben Roethlisberger was done. And I don't know if they won. I think Tom Jones game. came on the podcast and said they won't win a playoff game. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't know that they won a game after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they went into a tailspin. Um. And that's sort of what this reminds me of, except that Hertz is not Roethlisberger, and they're probably a little bit better than that. But nonetheless, for a nine and one team, you know, they they they've been winning, and that's what you do. But I don't know that it's, you know, to be the number one seed in the NFC. If that's the number one seed, everyone has a chance. Everyone, whether you go to Philadelphia or not, um, you've got a chance. So, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady and those guys should be feeling pretty good. And and then, you know, not just physically, they'll be rested. They'll have fresher legs. Uh, it really helps the receivers like Mike Evans, like Chris Godwin. Guys have been, you know, playing a lot of reps, 70, 80% of the snaps. So I would be encouraged just from the football that I watched um, if I were a Bucks fan because well, it's all going to depend on how they come back and play. And we'll see in Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, it was it was an interesting Interesting weekend to uh, to see all that. Interesting weekend in college football. Speaking of teams, I don't know nothing about college football anymore, um, except that, well, a couple things. The SEC, 
Okay, Tennessee, tragic. Not in just losing to South Carolina, but your Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback out for the year with a torn ACL. Yeah, that was rough to see. I mean, they were down what twenty at the time, right? Um, and it just kind of you know he went to make a cut and it just kind of buckled on him. And, and he's you know he's had a phenomenal season, um, you know, and it's just you know obviously at this point torn ACL, you're going to miss all the draft, the combine stuff. Oh, it's devastating. All that stuff. I mean, you know, um, but I mean, he'll still get a shot in the pros. But, but yeah, that was just devastating. But yeah, that was a bad performance by Tennessee. South Carolina took it to them. Yeah, I mean, and that, we're talking about Hernan Hooker. He, mm-hmm. he, um, I would, you know, a couple when he beat Alabama and he did it, you know, just and purely outscoring him. There were, you know, had to hang fifty on him um, or so. But uh, he was the most impressive player I had seen. At, at that position at that time. I really thought that he was sort of the the front runner. Um, you know, if you were going to say, you know, who's the front runner for the Heisman Trophy uh, after that Alabama game, I definitely would have said that it was, uh, it was Hernan Hooker. Now, the best quarterback that I've seen is Caleb, Caleb Williams. Um, that game against UCLA, he was tremendous. He makes a throw. Getting out, getting away from pressure, running at a dead sprint to his left, throws across his body, and and hits a guy on on the sticks uh, for a first down. But it wasn't just that he, you know, his elusiveness, or that he was rolling to his left. It was the the velocity on that ball. That thing was smoked. That looked like an NFL throw to me in a tight window. Um, right now, as we sit here now, I think he's the Heisman front runner. In my mind, you don't think it's C.J. Stroud? Nope. Because I don't think C.J.'s been kind of. And look, he's a great player, and and really, listen, the the quarterback from Alabama has played as well as anybody this year, and he won it a year ago. His team hasn't won as many games, but go back and watch those games, like the one against Tennessee. I, I think you can't blame it on him. But um, if you're talking about momentum and what those Heisman moments are, I think I think. Williams is starting to have them. You well, know? CJ's got an opportunity this weekend. He does absolutely. Michigan, so, do, Ohio so does State. Blake Corum. Caleb Williams does against Notre Dame this weekend. Who, after starting zero right. and two, is what eight and one since? Yeah, they've beaten like four or five ranked teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that'll be a good one. I mean, but but there's some there's some competition now. You know, it's 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 a little more wide open, I think, than it's been. Um. You got a running back in Michigan that's been in the mix as well. Yeah, Blake Corum's got a shot. I mean, he now he left the game injured on Saturday. He got hurt against Illinois. Mm-hmm. We'll see, you know, what his prognosis is for this weekend. Right. Uh, the kid, North Carolina May, doesn't help when you lose to Georgia Tech at home. He was starting to gain some momentum too for Heisman. His right. stats are phenomenal. I mean, you know, and he's a good quarterback. Right. But they had a rough game Saturday. There's a lot of rough games Saturday. I mean, what the top five teams. Georgia struggled against Kentucky. Ohio State struggled at Maryland. Michigan struggled at Illinois. Took a last-second field goal to win that. TCU struggled at Baylor. Took a last-second field goal. And Tennessee got smoked by South Carolina. That was your top five this week. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just brutal. I mean, there there were the, some teams got very lucky just to survive. And, oh, by the way, and we'll talk about that. I mean, really, Florida losing to Vanderbilt? Ugh, at Vanderbilt. 
Hey, before we continue here, just for a second, I want to remind you guys of May Electric Solar. You want to save money on your electric bill? Call our friends at May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems for a dozen years. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Something goes wrong, boom, they're out there fixing it. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the May difference. If you visit the Hudson Showroom, May Electric displays all its products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know who's going to do the job. All those guys up there uh, on that roof are Billy Mays guys indeed. So start saving money today. You can call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862 to schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long, Preserve the quality of your life and that of your appliances. May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. The team that seems to have turned it around in the state, Steve, is Florida State. They're on a roll, and they're they're pummeling some teams that they probably have every right to pummel. Mike Norvell, now he's a year ahead, uh, actually a couple years ahead of the Florida program at this point. But they're starting to look like the way you'd want the program to be playing right now. And and for Florida to go to, to Nashville and lose to Vanderbilt, which is not even a great Vanderbilt, not that there's been a lot of great Vanderbilt teams, but not a Vanderbilt team that's done much. Um, that was, as they say, sort of a bad loss. And now you've got, you know, Florida State coming up. I was really looking forward to this game. I thought, and maybe it still would be really competitive, but Florida State's just better, I think, at this stage. Either that or... Anthony Richardson and the guys, they cannot sort of level out those ups and downs. I mean, they, they need to sort of plane that off a little bit and they just haven't been able to do it to this, to this point. And so it's definitely not been a very good year for Florida football. No, Florida state is the better team. And this is year three for Mike Norvell. Sure. You know, this is the year you're supposed to really start taking off. I mean, this is what you'd hope Jeff Scott was doing in the American that's at, right. at USF. Mm-hmm. And because he's not, that's why he's no longer the coach. Right, but Mike Norvell is you know this is year three, and this is you know this is the the growth the development you expect to see. You know we knew that Florida State was in rough condition when he took it over. Jimbo's last year pretty much didn't do a lot. It looks like and we've learned and it that was since. COVID, and, and he's struggling now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that the woof on on his program, but well, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, what ranked sixth preseason at one point. They say he's unfireable, but I'm here to tell you anyone can be fired, and if, if anyone can be, he should be. I mean, you got to assume at worst case or at best case, it's going to be a complete shakeup of the staff. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's that's going to be a rough one there, and you know, trying to do that in the SEC that way, that's pretty tough too. But yeah, Florida State. I mean, this is you know, look for Billy Napier. We knew that this program wasn't strong at this point when he took over. Right. You, you got a good quarterback, but there's mm-hmm. still a lot of pieces you're missing. You know, and and you've seen some some good games by Florida this year. And then you've seen some rough ones like struggling against USF and then losing at Vanderbilt. Right. You know, it, it's the ups and downs. You'd like to see level off a, a little, little more leveling in this year and I think mm-hmm. by next year you better see that. Right. Right. You know, in year 1 I I I, I you there is going to be some ups and downs. There's probably a few too many for what you'd like to see at this point. Right. But 
you know, I, you, you're not going to judge Billy Napier till next year and the year after that. I mean, That's you, true. You know, I mean, because you've seen some, you've seen some really good games from them this year. Yeah. So it's it's not like it's been just you know a wolf. There's been some of those, but you know, you got to give him time to rebuild that program. Right. Yeah, and Mike Norvell says they've been, you know, kind of gearing the whole season towards playing Florida, and and, uh, and that's coming up. I love this next weekend. We got rivalry weekend all across the country in college football uh, before you get to the conference championship games and everything. This is sort of my favorite my favorite time uh, in college football is when you have these coming up. When you get the extra games on Friday. Yeah. And you get the Egg Bowl Thursday night. Egg Bowl, and you've got you know the you got the Iron Bowl. I mean, you got Alabama and Auburn. Mm-hmm. If Cadillac mm-hmm. Williams, if Cadillac Williams beats Alabama, just have him sign the contract <laughs> after the game. I mean, I can't believe what that kid has done. I never pictured him as a coach when he was playing, but he's got them playing well, and they're playing together. And, and he's he's as Auburn as anyone they could hire right now. You know, so I'm kind of rooting for Caddy, man. It's it's a it's a cool story what they're doing. If they beat Alabama, oh boy. I don't know that they will, but if they did, that would be something to watch. But, yeah, this is a great time in college football right now. really is. So who's going to win between your uh, Michigan and Wolverines and the Harbaugh's against Ohio State? What do you think? Tell me who's healthy for both teams. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we, Blake Corum left injured. We saw C.J. Stroud limping by the end of the game. That's true. Uh, Travion Henderson for Ohio State, their starting running back, had a boot on at the end of the game. Yeah, that's now true. they're true freshman running back. Hayden did phenomenal against Maryland, right. but you know I, I want to know who's healthy first. You know, if Blake Corum's not healthy. I don't like Michigan's chances. That's not good. No, um, he's a phenomenal running back. Um, and and it showed against Illinois they couldn't run the ball very well once he went out, and, mm-hmm. the, and the backup was hurt too. Donovan Edwards. He's been in and out of the lineup all all year. So, yeah. Um, you know, so tell me who's healthy on both sides. C.J. Stroud healthy? Is Travion Henderson healthy? But assuming I mean, it should be a good ass- game. I mean, look, Michigan is probably a better team than they were last year, which is hard which to is believe. Saying, that's saying something. It's hard yeah, to believe. They lose Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson and all those guys, and David yeah. Ajabo, and they're doing better on the defensive line than they did last year. Right. They have more guys contributing. They have more speed on the defense than they did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State's weakness is still the offensive line overall. Right. Well, I think they're better than last year, but it's still it's still a weaker spot for them. And if Michigan can get pressure on C.J. Stroud, you got to like their chance. Ohio State's offense is better than it was last year, which is also saying something with yeah. Alave gone. All those guys well, and, and, and Smith and Jigba's been out too. I mean, right. Marvin Harrison Jr. is just incredible. He's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, you know so. Michigan's offense has potential to be a lot better than it was last year, although it's funny because all the hype from J.J. McCarthy is he, he's been accurate, but he's not, he's not doing anything special as a quarterback, really. Right. They don't run him that much, and his deep balls are not connecting very well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's got to hit a couple of those in this game to give them a shot. Probably, yeah. So, I mean, it should be a good game. Um, you know, Ohio State's ticked off that they lost last year. Right, and this one's at Ohio this State, is it, right? Yeah, it's in Columbus. Yeah. So, uh, Ohio State, I think, is opening close to a touchdown favorite, I think. Yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There, there was a lot. I mean, there was a lot of games. Listen, uh, you know, ranked teams, teams right now in the college football playoff. I mean, how about TCU needing a last second, no timeout, run the special teams on the field, kick it with four seconds field goal to win at Baylor? You know, and, and there was a lot of that this this weekend. Yeah, it was a crazy weekend. I mean, Georgia what beat Kentucky by ten? Yeah. Struggled that game. Struggled, yeah. Maryland gave yeah, Ohio but, State everything they could handle. I mean that score I mean, it, that score looked deceiving because they got a scoop and score on the you know Maryland's right. last play from scrimmage essentially as they were you know in desperation mode, right? And you know some of that might be expected. I mean, I guess you know you're looking ahead to rivalry weekend, and it's, it, if there was going to be a week that would get some of these teams, that would be it. But um, still, there was a lot of lot of close games that shouldn't have been that close. And I was impressed with USC beating UCLA. That was a fun game to watch. Um, so there's a lot of good football, but. This next weekend is, is, is my favorite weekend in college football. I'm sure we'll talk to Matt Baker of the Tampa Times this week and get you set for Florida, Florida State, all of that uh, coming up. we got Thanksgiving this week. Gosh, it's hard. I, we start these things in July, these seasons, and then before you know it, you look up and the holidays are gone, man. Gobble, and gobble. Already, huh? Gobble, gobble. Yeah, gobble, gobble turkey stuff, as Jim Harbaugh would say, and, and uh, here we are. Um, but... Uh, yeah, some of the games. Some of the games this 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 week, this holiday weekend will be or week will be fun. Not only that, but the World Cup starts started yesterday on Sunday. That's right. Ecuador and Qatar. U.S. plays today at two o'clock against Wales, and then they play England on Friday at two o'clock. So, yeah, which is a huge game. It is. So. What are the? I mean, are they? I don't know if they like seed these teams or like there's there's you know betting lines on these teams. What is the U.S. chances really? Um, Do they have any to win the whole thing or to advance to the group stage? Well, look, either or to both. win the whole thing, it's slim. Okay, uh, they're they're about the 16th, 18th ranked team in the world. Okay, um, their group, England's the favorite of the group. Wales, them, and Iran are all kind of close within five or six spots in the world rankings of each other. So if you get a win today against Wales, you like the U.S.'s chances to move on to the group stage. Mm-hmm. If they lose to, to Wales, then it's going to be an uphill battle with England as your second game, who's the best team in the group. Right. And who's the favorite overall in the World Cup this year? I would say the three favorites are Argentina, Brazil, and France. Okay. And France, although Kareem Benzema, who's the reigning Ballon d'Or trophy winner, which is basically the MVP of soccer, or at least mm-hmm. European soccer, which is the best soccer, um, he's out of the tournament So, for France. But they're still one of the favorites. Hmm. Well, it's always, it, it's always fun when they're in it, if they can advance in the group. I mean, that, mm-hmm. you know. Remember, the U.S. wasn't in the World Cup four years ago, so it's been I eight know. years since they've been in. <laughs> I know. And I can remember eight years uh, watching them play, and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I forget what what establishment we were in, restaurant, bars, or something like that. Everybody had it tuned in, 
And it's funny because, you know, not everyone watches soccer or football, as they call it, uh, until you get to the World Cup, but then everybody's a fan then because you're rooting for your country. So it's kind of neat. And uh, and you get to see that. So I love. I know. I mean, some of our audience may not be soccer fans, and and I'm growing into soccer. But I love the world. I love any of those international competitions. Yeah, the Olympics, the World Cup, the right. I, I like those big big events. That's nation versus nation. I, I, you know, even if I'm not a huge fan of the sport, I can still watch it. Right. But the world. I love watching the World Cup. So. Right now they've no, spaced it, the games out. I mean, there's going to be games today. It's eight, eleven, and two. Uh, then the rest of the week, I think it's 5 a.m., 8 a.m., 11 a.m., and 2. So you over have, there, you, there's like an eight-hour time difference. Yeah. So how's that working out? Are they playing at night? The U.S. is playing at 10 o'clock at night in Qatar uh, tonight. Wow. So they got to sit around all day waiting for that game. That's amazing. Hmm. So. Well, good luck to them. I mean, uh, at least they're in it. At least, at least they give the U.S. something to watch and, mm-hmm. uh, and enjoy. Yeah. And don't look, a, don't look now. The Tampa Bay Lightning have won four in a row. That's right. Yeah, I was going to say a big win the other night. Um, they were in Nashville and they were trailing three to two. They had some great looks, and quite frankly, Nashville's goaltender was on fire. He was stopping everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they get a a late goal to tie it. They force overtime, and wouldn't you know? I think it was Ryan McDonough ends up with a tripping penalty that gives them a power play, and Stamkos puts it away for the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's four in a row for the Lightning. They're now what third place in the division. Not uh, bad, you know, eleven six and one, twenty three points in eighteen games. Now they have a huge game tonight. Boston is on fire. Yeah, they've started the season sixteen and two. That's crazy, man. I mean, they're That's already crazy. nine points ahead of Tampa Bay in the standings through eighteen games. Yeah, it's just that. I mean, they're going to run away with it now. Yeah. Um, it'd be hard to catch them. They get so far yeah. ahead. They're eleven and zero game- at home. They're and that's five where that and two game is, on the road. in Boston, right? No, this one's there. in Tampa. This one's in Tampa. Oh, it tonight. is in Tampa. Yep. Okay. Next week they go to Boston. Gotcha. So see them twice in the next uh, week, week plus. Wow. But yeah, Boston and New Jersey, who's won twelve in a row right now. They're kind of running away in the East points wise so far. But you know what that means, though, man. When a team's that hot, they're they're bound to lose soon. <laughs> you just can't do that, man. Well, but but you know the thing is when you win a twelve game win streak this early. The good thing is, is you're fifteen and three on the season. Yeah. So if you just go five hundred, the rest. Oh, of the you're way, a lock to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty much locked into the playoffs at that point. I right. Mean, right. You know, you don't. You take a lot of the hard work away when you start yeah, sixteen true. and two on the season. I mean, it would take a, a massive fail for Boston not to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, for sure. And then you don't have to like you know worry about rushing guys back from injury. You know, get a guy hurt. You make sure. He well, that's the thing. They, Marshawn was out for part of the year. McAvoy was gone for, and they're still sixteen and two. Right. I mean, it's been they've they've been incredible. It's going to be a fun game tonight at Amelie. Love it. Love those crowds too. There'll be plenty of Boston Bruin fans around as well. I'm sure. That'll be a big one. Yeah, the Lightning are playing well. It was, it was a big win for them in Nashville the other day. Uh, to get two points because they, they deserved it. I mean, they had a lot of good looks, and all of a sudden they were trailing and then managed to fight their way back into it and get the win. So that's fun. So we got a busy week uh, out with the Bucks. Of course, again, holiday week, Thanksgiving. Hope you guys uh, are safe with that and have a good Thanksgiving. We'll be, uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are home. The kids are home from school. That's always a challenge as well. At least mine are. Um, so, but we'll be here uh, every day uh, with the podcast. I'm sure, as I said, we'll talk to Matt Baker this week. 
Um, your mailbag questions, you can submit those anytime. Um, I had a couple more that we can get to tomorrow on the Lightning we didn't get to last Friday. And, uh, yeah, find out where the Bucks sit right now after that bye week. A chance to talk to uh, some of the players out there as well as their uh, co-defense coordinator, Casey Rogers. So that will be coming up uh, as well later this afternoon. So keep it right here. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 